Hello, everybody. Uh, here we are talking about coaching. My name is Yannick. I'm here with uh, Sivash and Nikki. Uh, as usual, hey, guys. Um, the, the, today, we're going to talk about uh, something that uh, often comes up and I notice particularly in supervision a lot is that uh, uh, coaches often go over time with their clients. Their contract for uh, whatever it is, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, uh, and all of a sudden you find yourself going over. Um, there's a lot there around, uh, well, what do I do? Does my client just like not stop talking? We have an episode about that, but like, um, do I announce it? Do I not? Do I acknowledge it? So there's a lot around um, uh, wh whether we're going over time, whether that's, uh, whether that's important to finish. I mean, we don't want to be the kind of coaches, uh, the kind of stereotypical therapist that we sometimes hear. It's about like cutting off mid-sentence. It's like, this is all we have time for today because it's so incredibly important that we never go over because these, these are boundaries that are important. You know, boundaries, they're always, uh, they, they hold uh, us in, they, they kind of limit us, but they're also creating a sense of psychological safety, right? Uh, it's important, especially um, for therapists to work with very vulnerable clients. It's very important that they have very clear boundaries. Uh, otherwise they might uh, feel a bit anxious around uh, what this is, and where it ends. I think in coaching, it's a lot less important, um, but it's nevertheless quite important on many levels. So, you know, we're touching on a lot of things already. So maybe I'll just kind of ask you, um, do you, do you find yourself going over time or have you struggled with that in the past or, um, you know, what's, what's there for you? I think it's a really great and interesting question. Um, and I think, For me, what comes up is instantly it makes me just think about contracting again and about kind of your individual attitude and approach as a coach. Um, my attitude about going overtime in sessions has definitely kind of fluctuated in the last couple of years as I've been kind of dabbling with different approaches and kind of establishing myself as a coach. Um, initially, I felt quite passionate about being quite strict and like staying on the hour and kind of, yeah, enforcing this idea of boundaries and kind of thought that was great in the service of my clients. So they kind of knew what to expect. And also, you know, otherwise, if those boundaries are more fluid, kind of where do you draw the line? And are they going to feel like they're one time getting tons of value and the next time when you finish not getting as much value? So I kind of like the, the clarity that comes with sticking to the time. And um, on the other hand, more recently, I have been more open about time and kind of changed the way I think about it personally because my schedule gives me the flexibility to kind of um, have time in between sessions. And I feel like going deeper and not feeling limited by time in a session allows me to kind of give more value to my client within so within reason I now think of my sessions in my head even though I say they are one hour as lasting between one and one and a half hours and I found that having that flexibility and checking in with my client towards the end of the hour and saying like hey actually you know do you have a couple more minutes because it feels like we're in a, in a place and it seems you know if, if we can keep like wrapping this up it would be great um, and I found that to be you know really powerful and also has kind of in a way allowed me to feel freer as a coach and like I'm giving 
more of my presence and, and value to my clients. So that's kind of how I've been thinking about it. I'm curious to, to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I think that's really valuable. Um, I'm personally like a recovering, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, my, my sessions always, uh, especially for the first two years, uh, went over time. And, and I was thinking about why I think it was important. To, I think the question was like, what can I do, right? And I think an important part of that's understanding why does it happen? For me, it was part of my understanding was that, oh, if I give more time, I can give more value, right? And I've seen now that that's actually a misunderstanding, mm -hmm. right? So it's really understanding like, why am I doing that? And, you know, so it, do I really, does it mean more time? Does it really equal more value, mm -hmm. right? Um, person, and secondly, like, I think it's experimenting and seeing what I've noticed for myself is that an hour doesn't, it's not really for me, doesn't work well. So I'm shifted from an hour to 90 minute sessions, right? And at some point I was doing even two hour sessions because I, I heard that that's the way to do it, right? But then I found that two hours doesn't really serve me optimally in terms of my energy, my focus, my presence, right? Nowadays, even in 90 minute sessions, sometimes I bring like a few, like a four or five minute break into that at the middle of the session. Mm -hmm. And that might, and again, that's not always there, but I'm more focused now on what has really served me, what helps me, what helps the client really be present. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, I can, you know, I have struggled a lot with that. And still from time to time go over that. But I think nowadays I'm much more prepared and much more present. Sometimes there's a little timer on my watch or a silent timer somewhere where I'm more aware of the time. Um, and I think it's also really, it's, it's, you know, often like an important thing that I want to mention is, you know, that often we make it about ourselves as a coach, but it's also doesn't always serve the client to yeah. go over time, right? I heard a story um, at, at um, one of my um, coaching sessions in, in the coaching school that in Animas, right? Someone shared that they were coaching an executive and they, were, they thought, oh, let me give them a lot of extra value. And then the executive just said, oh my God, we've gone over 10 minutes over time. And he was so angry because he was running late for another meeting. So it happens that you're thinking maybe like, hey, let me give more, let me give more. But the other person has maybe another priority to attend. Yeah, and I think that's the first thing to acknowledge here, that the intention is almost always a positive one. You know, I, I want to offer extra time. I want to offer extra value. Um, this seems important. or Often it happens when, when a client just kind of opened up something. It seems really important and it's like, oh, but we're so close to value here. You know, this is such an important conversation. I want to allow it to happen, you know, and um, that, that, that's commendable. Um, and I agree in, in some ways it might not serve the client um, um, for different reasons. But I, I think that's important to acknowledge that, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, a well-intentioned thing. Um, I think the important thing there is to actually acknowledge it. And I, I, I think that's the easiest first step to do that. Um, not perhaps to acknowledge, hey, we have 10 minutes left on the clock. Sometimes we don't notice we're so in flow, but like, I think with experience, uh, we kind of get a feeling for it. Um, and, and to just say, hey, we have five minutes left, you know, an invitation to kind of wrap up. Um, the other one is to, once you're over time, I, I always acknowledge it. It's like, hey, 
I, I'm just aware of time and that we're over. I think it's important uh, to offer perhaps a little bit more. I'm in a position to do this today because I don't have anybody booked in. Would it be okay with you if we just spend a little bit more time here? It seems really important to me. What do you think? You know, because then that recontracting in the moment only needs to take a moment, you know, but it, at least it gets acknowledged so that the other person can be part of that decision-making process. Yeah, I really like that. I think when you do that, you avoid situations where all of a sudden the other person is surprised and, mm -hmm. you know, and, missing uh, an appointment. Yeah, and uh, I, I, uh, I resonate with, with what you said before. Um, one of my packages, I block three hours. You know, and uh, a while ago, that was the only package that I worked with. It's like I wanted to take time out of the equation for my clients. You know, I, I didn't want to stop the session. I wanted it to come to a natural end. And I realized that uh, only two clients ever were really, not three, ever managed to get to three hours. You know, and they have exceptional <laughs> stamina. <laughs> um, but usually uh, three hours is a lot. You don't usually get there. So for me, that was like a time where I could still plan with my day because I know from that point onwards, I can, you know, uh, book in other clients. Um, but it allowed me to just kind of take time out of it. Uh, other coaches work with like, oh, we're going to do 60 to 90 minutes or we're going to do between one or two hours or whatever it is. It means that you offer a range and then within that range, you come to an end. But then you would definitely honor uh, the boundary at the very end. And, um, you know, if you give time that generously, then it works. What I'm what I'm worried about in these kind of situations is that we agree on something, in this case, the end of a session, and then we kind of break that agreement. And if we break that agreement, what other agreements become breakable? You know, um, what message does that send in terms of, well, if we can go over time, maybe I can turn up a little late. You know, maybe uh, I don't need to send you mm. that written contract today. Maybe I can do it a couple of days later. You know, uh, what are those other agreements that you're now uh, putting into question because you're not honoring that one of when we stop? Uh, so it might have a knock-on effect on uh, other aspects of the coaching, which might not be a problem, you know, because, but, but it, it may be. So it's really important to kind of keep an eye on the impact that it might have on other little things. Yeah. yeah I think that's a really powerful distinction because it, it takes away the, in a way, the power of our word, right? If you say, okay, our session is from 11 to 12 and you keep going over, then naturally it will happen that our work loses that level of integrity there. Mm -hmm. the, my favorite way of working at the moment and that most clients uh, like, seem to like that the most is I block two hours and we take as much time as we need. And uh, I, I sell packages of 10 hours, not 10 sessions, but 10 hours. And then uh, mm -hmm. whenever we stop, I just say, uh, I just take that amount of time off. And I say, I, I'm fine with taking 32 minutes. You know, if, if that's how much time you need today, uh, I'm fine with 72 minutes. I'm fine with 90 or two hours, but at two hours, we'll definitely stop because chances are I'll, I'll see another client or uh, on that note, it's, um, it's, it's fun. It's amazing for me to see how, how much easier it is for people to say, we have to stop now because I um, have another client or because I have to go do something else rather than because it's the end of the session now, you know, mm. but that, that blocking two hours and then taking the time off and putting it uh, off the, off the block, it worked really well for me. And personally it works because 
if somebody takes half an hour, um, it, it's kind of rare. Usually it's a bit longer, but like if I have an hour, an hour and a half extra in that day because the client finished not early, but earlier than the two hours that we have available, there's always something I have on my to-do list. You know, mm -hmm. there's always something I can do and it, it always kind of works out. So for me, that flexible way of working works quite well. For other coaches, that would just not be an option because, you know, they need to plan with their time, which I, which I appreciate. Those are all really awesome points. And I especially like that, that suggestion for working in that way, Yannick. Um, the other two things that really kind of jumped out at me that I was thinking about um, is, is this, you know, this idea of is more time more value. And I think Sevash mentioned kind of the idea of our own energy as coaches. And I think that's, that's certainly still, you know, something that I'm very conscious of. And I've also dappled with doing longer sessions of two hours. And I just noticed, yeah, eventually at the end of that two hours, both the client and I feel like we're, you know, at the end of kind of our, our, our wit and our strength. And so, you know, based on that, I've also, I would agree with the statement that more time isn't almost more value. It kind of factors in your energy as a coach, um, mm -hmm. whether that's generally or on that day and certainly also the energy of the client. And that makes me think again, you know, it can be for me personally, a bit of a case by case assessment, depending on how I contract with the client, what I know the client's commitments are outside of our sessions. You know, for example, if they are someone like a CEO who has to be quite time conscious. Um, but also, you know, I'm thinking about in terms of leading and pacing and, and going back to boundaries. So for example, you know, I have had clients who speak a lot and a whole session can be just taking, taken up by them kind of downloading their story, which of course at times is really relevant and valuable for them to be heard. But if you have a client who repeatedly fills the whole hour with just kind of downloading, then I think, you know, you then compensating, throwing it, throwing in extra time in order to do the actual coaching also maybe isn't kind of the best respecting of your mutual time, energy, and kind of the session space. So I think um, in that instance, having someone who you kind of perhaps coach a little bit to stick within the boundaries, since that's perhaps one of the very issues that is relevant to them in terms of the coaching, can be also a powerful instrument. So I think, yeah, I'm thinking navigating it partly on a case-by-case -case basis can be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, that extra value is interesting, right? Because uh, something I've heard quite often is that uh, I, I, we are now so close. I want my client to walk away with what we've agreed for this session that they want to walk away with, mm. you know? And then, then you don't quite get there and you don't want to end the session before you got there. Mm. And perhaps you've done everything right. And you said, hey, we have like 10 minutes left now or five minutes left or whatever. Um, what are you going to do moving forward now? What, what do you want to commit to? You know, um, who would you want to be accountable for? Or like, let's talk practical between now and we meet again. Um, how do you put that, what we just talked about into action? Or simply asking, what, has, what did you take from today? What, what did you learn? What would you like to highlight or underline from today's session? And then they just talk about something else or they go deeper into detail or they bring up something completely different. And perhaps you even remind them, it's like, hey, um, I, I notice you're, we, we just, that, that seems to lead us somewhere else. Um, I'd really like you to walk away with what we've agreed in the beginning you wanted to walk away with. Um, you know, what do you take from today? What would that be? And maybe that they just go somewhere else. That's not your responsibility. You know, um, I see so many coaches taking so much responsibility 
for that process. And if you invite that client and you do your your uh, what, what your like what your responsibility is, which is making them perhaps aware that we're coming to an end and uh, uh, offering the contract and you know, but then it's up to the client if they want to do that. And, and if they keep ignoring your questions or they're just like, mm. you know, maybe you just need to leave it up in the air. And I, I appreciate it. It's, it's difficult to leave things up in the air. You know, it, it, it's nicer to bring a session to a nice close and put a nice um, bow on it. And, uh, you know, they walk away mm. enlightened. Um, but it's just not always the reality. Mm. And some of actually some of my most powerful sessions, both on the giving and on the receiving ends, were those sessions where we just had to stop and there's still a lot there. And then the insights came between sessions. Most of the insights, the powerful mm -hmm. insights come between sessions, not in the session. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, I'm totally fine with acknowledging that we haven't put a nice bow on it today, but that there's still a lot of stuff in the air and that perhaps you know we need to walk away and kind of do some more processing. And is that, is that okay with you? You know, because we're coming to an end, we do really need to stop in two minutes. Um, and, and no client ever um, gave me any shit about it, you know, because they, they appreciate your time. Usually they respect your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you, you know, you mentioned something that I want to just highlight. It's, and again, it comes back to intention. You know, we, there are so many different coaches out there, right? But we work in different ways but coaching around insights. And this is something I recently completed a coaching program with Rich Litvin. And he, you know, he coaches mainly around insights. So when, when he's coaching someone, I, I, I didn't work with him one month, but one thing that he shared is that in a one-on-one -on -one session, sometimes it's a 20 minute session. Sometimes it's an hour session. So his sessions are usually 60 minutes, right? And that's something that I've been bringing a lot more into my own work with clients, but also in my work with my coach. So we have, I have 90 minute sessions with my coach, but I've had sometimes that after 40 minutes, I was just like, Hey, can we just, I'm done. I'm complete for today. Can we just end it? Because I had a few big insights and I'm like, there's no point really talking about new things. And I think it's just a powerful, and again, it's not necessarily the right way for everyone. But I think it's really thinking about what is really the intention here. Like, what are we creating together? Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I really love that. I got too excited. <laughs> sorry if I interrupted you. But like, uh, that's why I like uh, having the kind of flexible offer mm. because then clients don't feel like they're losing 20 minutes. And mm. it, it's okay to stop now because that's another question I sometimes ask coaches. It's like, well, you, you went 20 minutes over in an hour session. Uh, how much do you charge per minute if you were to count it down? How much extra value is? And it's not that, the, you know, we coach for money and that's um, necessarily the most important thing here. It doesn't need to motivate you. But, you know, 20 minutes out of an hour, that, that's like a third, a third going over time. And I don't think we can necessarily ignore it that if we charge 150 pounds for that, uh, that, that should have been 200 then. You know, that's, that's quite the difference. Mm -hmm. um, and there was another thing I wanted to say, but now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Come yeah. back to me. 
I'm now totally seeing time as being a restrictive thing at the end of this conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> as in, you know, like now it suddenly seems very arbitrary, the idea of having an hour time limit, because, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm from what you guys have been sharing. I totally see like, yeah, you know, maybe it's more empowering to even give the client the control to kind of decide, you know, yeah, when they're finished and when it's serving them and when it's not. And when are we pushing them over time and into like, you know, where they're exhausted and can't really get any benefit and, we're kind of stretching ourselves. I don't know. You've definitely made me think a lot mm. about it. Well, yeah. there's uh, one thing, the one I wanted to remember is in psychoanalysis, there's a technique called scansion, um, mm. whereas the analyst decides at some point uh, to stop the session. When something that just kind of came mm. out, they mm. want the client to take that home. It's a very powerful technique because at some point the, 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 the coach might say, I think this is a good time to stop. And then the client is like, ah, what? Well, what, what did I just say? <laughs> oh, mm, ah. and then they're, rather than talking for, about something for another 20 minutes, um, they are, you know, almost forced, you know, mm. to think about why that was so significant that the, the analyst decided to stop it right there. It's yeah. a very powerful technique. Mm. What, what is that called? Scansion. Tension. That that's for me insight, right? When the moment there is an insight, you can notice that something happens for the client. Either the client goes quiet, or they they just go back in their chair. They have that aha moment, and I think it's so powerful to either create space and not just say, okay, that's done. What else do you want to bring to the conversation? But at least you know, create a bit of space around that. You know, and I think we you, you mentioned also the space between sessions. Right. I think that's another thing that we want to see as coaches. It's that's that's what makes our work different from therapy, I believe. Right. You know, it's what happens in between coaches and in, in between sessions. And again, every coach is different. I personally give my clients a lot of access in between sessions. Right. But that's often where insights come. Mm -hmm. The space within. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we can really look at coaching right that coaching can be so impactful right and it's not just about the time that we're we're speaking and, and listening to our clients yeah yeah and um another another quite important thing i think is that if clients learn that you will end on time every time uh my experience is that they bring the important stuff earlier mm -hmm. you know uh, because there's this door in hand principle you know mm -hmm. as the client is kind of walking to the door, almost got the, the doorknob in their hand. They're like, oh yeah, and by the way, uh, my, you know, uh, I just lost my job or I got this huge job offer or they just opened this big thing that you just don't really have time anymore. And by knowing that there is no overtime, you know, that, then the chances are that the door in hand moment comes a lot earlier mm -hmm. when you can actually acknowledge it. And when they do bring it, it's also important to, to acknowledge that just because they bring it doesn't mean you have to talk about it. I mean, unless it's something that just like throws the client into this hole of vulnerability and you just make, need to make sure that your client is okay for you know, ethical uh, reasons. Um, then it's important to go over time when somebody's really just not okay and you need to make sure that if they drive home now, they're not gonna be so emotional, they're gonna be in an accident. Mm -hmm. you know? um, but uh, you can acknowledge that it's like, hey, that is, that is quite a huge topic. I think we could talk about that for quite some time. Is it okay with you uh, that we talk about that next time? Because right now we're out of time. 
you know mm-hmm. um is that is that pressing might we might you want to schedule a little bit earlier uh, or something like that uh, but just because they bring something important up doesn't mean you need to follow in and, and talk about it yeah 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 i think that's such an important thing you know and i think it comes back to the idea of that our clients are whole they're creative they're resourceful right i had a moment like that in a group session where i coached someone around something and it was very emotional she was in tears and then at the end she said oh this has actually brought up another big thing and i just slowed down and said hey what about you journal on that Mm. and then reflect on that and if it's still something that's you know you want to discuss bring it to the next session but from that you know taking time out and journaling and reflecting a lot of insights came from that right right and for me there was there was something on inside i wanted to go there but then i thought hey you know what there are other people in the group right but that that could be also a one-on-one conversation where where the time is ending and speaking of time ending uh we did say we wanted to talk about three questions uh and that we, we, we're aiming for 20 minutes. <laughs> we're a bit more flexible and we agreed for flexibility. <laughs> However, I think, I think we've, uh, we've put enough out there for, for this to, yeah. be, to be a good ending point. Um, is that okay with you guys? Or is there something still burning? No, I think that's great. And I think um, wherever you're listening, whether it's the podcast or YouTube or in the group, share with us, share with us in the comments, uh, share with us, uh, what's your experience with this? Do you end on time? How is your experience as a coach, but also how is your experience as a client? I think it's really interesting to hear also more from your experience as a client. I know that if I have sessions with my coach, I like it to finish on time because then I can have my lunch, right? <laughs> I have my lunch, my lunch break straight after that. Yeah. Great question. I really enjoyed that. Thanks, guys. Cool. Fantastic. for being with us today. I appreciate your commitment to learning and growing as a coach. Just a few things before you go. First of all, we're doing this for you, so if there's anything you'd like us to talk about, do send us a question. Secondly, we're not doing this for profit, so we rely on your support to help us reach as many coaches as we can. So if you can send this episode to a friend or tell a fellow coach uh, about what we're doing here, maybe you can subscribe or leave us a review or even support us on Patreon, um, that would be amazing. And lastly, you can find us across all major platforms. So uh, whether you like to watch or you like to listen or you like to download episodes and listen to it uh, in your car while you're driving through somewhere with no internet, uh, you can do so too. Um, And that's it from us. Thank you and I hope to see you next time.